is Regina Davis, Nehru's Assistant Executive Director, and I'm here today talking to Shahid Mahdi, a product manager at Internal. And we're so pleased to be able to chat with you today because Internal is a, um, a partner, a supporter of Nehruk, and you're always present at our recent meetings. So it's so nice to be able to chat with you today. Um, please tell us a little bit more about your role as a product manager at Internal. Wonderful. Thank you so much for your time, Regina. It's wonderful to be speaking with you. And Nehruk, we had a wonderful time at the uh, Winter Policy Summit back over in DC, and we um, have been collaborating with Nehruk for many years. So always a privilege and a pleasure to, to be here with you today. As the product manager at Enanol, I uh, occupy a very lucky position in the sense that I gained firsthand exposure to our wide range of customers across utilities, finance, academia, so on and so forth. And essentially, my goal is to implement their trends, enhancements, and suggestions onto the software platform itself. The Internal platform is a uh, energy intelligence software solution provider. Our goal is to consolidate the otherwise vast, disparate energy regulatory universe into a simple software solution. And for over nearly 10 years now, we've been um, delivering those services. So uh, we're it's a very exciting time to be deeply entrenched in the energy regulatory world. And yeah, a pleasure to be here. Great. So we know the Internal signature product is the Internal platform, and that's your comprehensive software solution that is able to aggregate all public regulatory legal and investment information within the energy, ESG, climate, and environment space. And you're able to consolidate, consolidate that into one centralized software solution. That's, that's a mouthful. So yeah. So it's correct that your platform contains more than 600 public domain agencies uh, worth of filings. Sure. And so that tops out to, if I'm not mistaken, about 40 million. Absolutely. So again, uh, I think it is it is quite the mouthful, only because the sheer range of customers and stakeholders that are attracted to the platform um, has changed with the times. And so, you know, when our founder and chief executive officer, Angelique Mercurio, uh, founded Enernal, she was faced with this platform uh, issue where in her original role on Wall Street, she was tasked with having to track down regulatory filings from all these agencies, state by state, agency by agency. And it really was a, a kind of Sisyphean task, if you will, a, a never ending endeavor. And so again, all these years later, we've managed to build this very comprehensive software solution. And we found that in terms of using our patented algorithm to go out to public domain agencies and retrieve their filings, the use case has broadened. So it's energy, it's ESG, as you mentioned, um, but we're also looking at water, at telecoms, anything in the public grasp of uh, the uh, wider public domain uh, rulemaking process we're able to grab um, and in, in a way that is real time for our customers. Obviously, a key crucial capability of ours is the ability to notify our customers of proceeding updates in real time. They receive a little you know, ding to their in email inbox and thereby they can stay on top of um, any and all developments that are imperative to them from a uh, market, regulatory, or what have you perspective. So um, yeah, it's, it's, it's been a, a fantastic ride at Enernal. Okay, so, so today, briefly, you're going to walk us through some of the practical uses of the platform 
and some of the trends that you're seeing. So let's jump right into it and, and let us know uh, some of the things that the customers of yours at utilities as well as public service commissions are searching right now across the internal platform. What are they looking for right now? Sure. So to capitalize on the utility use case, it's really interesting and really vast. Um, and I'm able to consult this really neat tool on the internal platform dashboard, which aggregates all the trending searches around the, the world, really, as we speak. Now, as you might expect, a lot of these developments are carve-outs and provisions of the linchpin Biden Administration Acts, so the Infrastructure Investment and Jobs Act of 2021, followed by its spiritual successor, if you will, the Inflation Reduction Act of 2022. There are certain key areas, including electric vehicles, energy storage, uh, climate plans, uh, net zero targets, as well as transmission planning. And the utilities have really capitalized on this um, within those conventional fields, but also in other, uh, you know, earthwell peripheral areas that have come to the forefront, like cybersecurity, grid resilience, how the um, interconnection infrastructure, which actually the New York Times was reporting on just this week, uh, is going to accommodate the sheer influx of renewable projects, whether it's an offshore wind, whether it's an electric vehicle, uh, battery efficiency, or um, hydrogen or, or other um, uh, alternative energy types. And a lot of the utilities have been able to, again, track these with ease using the NRL platform. Um, and it's interesting to see how they'll follow certain narratives. For example, the Inflation Reduction Act um, had, had uh, commensurate with its enactment, a lot of uh, tax incentives and uh, tax breaks, if you will, were part of the provisions. And what we saw happening on the platform from our utility customers were a lot of folks were trying to track the uh, integrated resource plans that the utilities launched. And interestingly, the, the integrated resource plans that were modified deadline-wise to take advantage of these um, incentives and breaks. So for example, a, a really major story was um, Evergy asking the Missouri regulators for an extension from March to June um, to file their annual IRP update filings. We also saw that with North, Northwest Power, if I'm not mis yes, Northwest Power, Ameren, DT Electric Company. So that's one trend, meaning that an internal platform user can set up an unlimited number of searches, real, set real-time alerts on all these utilities and, and how they navigate that rulemaking process and get alerts on when um, the deadlines are extended or uh, when the regulators come back with testimony or comments or other um, uniformly cataloged tenets of the rulemaking process. So that's one example I can point to. There are many others, but I would say um, to cap it off at the high level, those adjustments oriented towards the, the two you know, narrative uh, agenda setting acts have been really intriguing to follow. Okay, so how specifically does your technology uh, enable stakeholders to really stay on top of the breakneck speed of regulatory policies? Sure, absolutely. So it's quite dizzying. The rate at which regulatory policy filings are produced has increased 10x in the past five years, whether it's the legislatures, the public utility commissions themselves, of course, um, but also uh, energy and environmental offices that have been empowered by the acts, um, or of course, uh, regional transmission operators and independent system operators, all these uh, kingdoms, if you will, are just pumping out rulemaking filings at a really dizzying rate. And again, it, I think it points back to the, again, our origin story of Angelique um, at Wall Street trying to stay on top of this all those years ago. 
essentially what we do from a technical perspective um, at a high level, we develop this patented um, algorithm that goes through every public regulatory body and simply retrieves catalogs and uniformly tags each filing and puts it onto the platform, making every filing live, making every filing interactive. We also have certain research products which will embed these filings as, as hyperlinks. So for example, uh, there was actually um, a, a wonderful NARUC report on performance-based rate making published January 2023. And I was very proud to see that Enernal's uh, year ahead report was cited in that, um, such that the, the authors of <clears throat> the authors of that study were able to um, stay on top of, of uh, I believe it was PBR, performance-based rate making legislation or, or dockets that um, they were particularly intrigued in citing. So from a technical perspective, we have these algorithms again that go out to all these sources. And then it's really user agnostic, which is which is a, a key uh, component of the platform, whether you are you know maybe deeply embedded in utilities, but you're interested in, in electric vehicle incentives within a particular state, you have unlimited access. There are no you know roaming charges, so to speak. And so those are just a couple of the ways that users have been able to stay on top of all the filings. And we'll do our best to through our visual primer series or through our tracking tables, both NRNL research products. Uh, basically just summarize all these things in, in, in digestible insights. Uh, those insights go out to our users every week in the form of an email, again, just making life easier for them and above all, saving them time and um, in many cases, saving them a, a lot in terms of financial resources um, because we're just trying to put everything in one uh, comprehensive sandbox. So you mentioned two things I want to uh, jump back on, and one is the tagging. And the other one, um, you mentioned visual primer. So let's talk about the, the, the tagging first. Are these human beings having to tag? All How does the tagging work? Because I'm very interested in that. Sure. So the tagging works, again, through uh, a really amazing, sophisticated algorithm that we've been building over the course of several years. And we've been building with um, feedback from many of our utility customers in mind, because they say, look, I want to track something at the I don't know, the New York Public Service Commission, the Iowa Utilities Board. Um, however, New York, Iowa, DC, California, they're calling some of the same ideas by different names. Now, mm -hmm. that's a fundamental challenge within many industries. And so our goal was, was to say, okay, well, we can't do anything about, you know, uh, John Smith in one state and Jane Smith in, a, in other state calling it by different things, but we can build a platform solution that empowers you to see, to see okay, uh, what John Smith calls a renewable portfolio standard, Jane Smith may call a, an alternative energy standard. And so the, the, the tagging from a, from a technological perspective is just sifting through that in, in really lightning speed and saying, okay, these are the same kind of documents. This is the same crux of the matter. Um, and in being able to recognize that from a machine learning capability, we're just saving the end user time. Um, because again, we are the antithesis of having to do anything manual when it comes to navigating these 600, I think 700, 800 public domain websites that we've now compartmentalized onto the platform. Okay. So that, yeah. Yeah. So that's very important. It's really good to know that you are attentive to the feedback that you're getting so that you can make the necessary adjustments um, to your algorithms as, as required to make it even easier for the user. And next, 
let's talk about the visual primers because sure. a lot of people are visual learners. So mm -hmm. tell me more about that. The visual primers are unanimously one of our most popular research products within our utility customers. And the reason is because quite simply what we'll do is that we'll we'll look at our platform and our in-house research team, which so meaning that the primers are completely proprietary um, product of ours, they'll look at the trends around the energy regulatory universe and say, okay, um, you know, carbon pricing auctions or um, EV infrastructure deployment plans are trending this week. So what, we'll, what they'll do using the power of the platform is aggregate all the dockets, notices, documents, what have you around that topic, put it into a really beautiful, you know, six, seven, eight page report, nothing too crazy, nothing too comprehensive, because we're not giving you the, the 100, 200, 300 page consulting report, because who has time to read all that? What we will do is make, a, uh, again, a very visually conducive, beautiful report. But the meat of the matter is, in these reports as standard, we'll have certain pages that say, in the Midwest, here's what's happening in state X, state Y, state Z. In the Northeast, this is what's happening in states A, B, C. And in each of those state paragraphs, so in uh, DC, XYZ happened, we'll actually link you back to the primary source docket or filing that generated that information. And you can see how the workflow develops because if I'm looking to gain more information on a proceeding in DC, I can click on that little box, I'm taken straight to the docket, and then I can track that docket and I henceforth will be receiving email alerts on it. Now I can just go back to the report and look for something else. Point being, in a matter of seconds, I was able to open up a report, look at DC, find a filing that's interesting, that is of interest to me, excuse me, and now I'm getting email alerts and, and, I, and I can just sit back, relax, let the platform send me those email notifications. Now, I think oftentimes with NRL, we're developing the technology so fast that we forget to step back and say, wait a second, that process that I just described, if you didn't have NRL, that would have taken a few days, weeks, you know, you, you need a whole team of analysts to, to go get the documents, print them, PDF them, um, check the website again, email uh, uh, Jane Smith, your boss, and tell John Smith. You know, it, would, it would be a whole rigmarole. Um, we're taking a, a formerly manual, painstaking process and making it really easy. All this is to say the visual primers are fantastic at keeping you updated on matters that maybe a lot of our utility customers already know about, as well as ones that they um, may discover for the first time. And I think those are just some of the reasons why they're so popular. Okay. Now, you mentioned earlier the uh, Biden administration's Infrastructure Investment and Jobs Act, as well as the Inflation Reduction Act. So how have utilities been adapting and taking advantage uh, of these two uh, important pieces of legislation? For sure. Um, at the high level, again, I think I'll carve it out in, into some key topics because, again, the, the the sheer amount of uh, provisions is absolutely um, overwhelmingly uh, revolutionary, just in terms of the fact that between the IIJA, the IRA, and also the, the Chips and Science Act, which is kind of part three, if you will, that's a combined over $130 billion towards energy infrastructure and climate goals. Um, whether it's the to the funding and loan guarantee programs of which 19.5 billion has been uh, allocated a lot of utilities are looking to track that at a federal level, saying, okay, how is the 
investment disbursement machine taking place, which is, which is a, I suppose, a, an inflated way of saying, how are the federal funds being released? Are they heading towards, um, in, 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 for one example, the, the network of 500,000 charging stations that Biden wants to make um, as standard? Is it heading towards the um, reinvestment into grid modernization um, for parts of the grid that may have lost being updated or developed in the 1960s and 70s? Um, what are the ramifications for grid modernization as they pertain to new uh, technologies? So, you know, can an existing grid support uh, an offshore wind farm or um, will it seamlessly be able to plug into uh, a, a giant interconnection like PJM? So these are some of the topics at a high level that the uh, utility customers are looking at. Um, and just glancing my screen again at the internal dashboard searches cloud, which again, people can, can check out on a free trial. Um, I'm, I'm seeing live activity across regional transmission planning, um, solar bills that have been enacted, um, offshore wind legislation, and all these topics that I'm reading out loud are, are ones that are being clicked on in the past day, in the past week. And so with the platform, we're able to um, anonymously, of course, see what all the other utility customers are doing. Um, and 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 it, it contributes to that almost democratic sense of information pooling. You can see what um, user, you know, one, two, three is doing out in, in, in some other um, uh, jurisdiction. And then last but not least, um, a particular interest of mine is just the sheer cybersecurity angle. So the Colonial Pipeline cyber attack of 2021 was something of a watershed moment when it came to how does the cookie crumble for um, the regulatory process in terms of safeguarding pipelines, in terms of adding digital resilience at a utility level, um, in terms of, you know, what, what, what do we do about the alphabet soup of um, the federal government, the states, the um, CISA, which is the, uh, the cyber, the chief cyber protection agency, how are they going to mitigate the balance of power between them to assure that the U.S. grid writ large, you know, whether you're a Democratic state, Republican state, what, what have you, is uniformly protected against cyber threats, um, which 99% of the time are from abroad. So that's a really interesting uh, story that I think will have a lot of legs. Um, I know there are all sorts of geopolitical um, issues whether it's Russia, Ukraine, or the escalation of surveillance of China, that you're seeing at a, at a legislative and regulatory, um, from a, a legislative and regulatory perspective, more legislation, more documents with those keywords cybersecurity are starting to get pumped out at the utility level. And that's a super interesting story for me. Yes, because as you know, cybersecurity is very important to, to NARUC's members, and we have a complete portfolio of work in our CPI department devoted to cybersecurity. And we had one of our general sessions that was very well attended, um, talking about um, uh, measures in the cyberspace. So sure. is there anything more that you'd like to share about uh, cybersecurity and specifically in regards to how energy infrastructure is uniquely prone to these mm. threats and vulnerabilities. Absolutely. I think you you set it up perfectly by saying threats and vulnerabilities because those are, those are the two key words that you'll find ad nauseum throughout dockets and filings as they pertain to energy infrastructure. Now, the worrying thing is when it comes to energy infrastructure and cybersecurity, it's unfortunately uniquely prone on a couple of levels. Why? So first of all, in any given energy system, you've got a few different layers of 
technology. You've got the information technology or IT, which is the term we all know, which is the software, the Zoom uh, medium through which we're speaking right now. But you've also got the operational technology, which is the levers, the, the switches, the buttons, um, as well as the platform technology, which is kind of a mix of the both. Meaning that there are three layers, three dermal layers, if you will, for attackers to go for. What's really interesting is in the instance of Colonial Pipeline, Ransom, uh, excuse me, uh, Darkseid, the ransomware group that uh, uh, was responsible for the attack, they went after the the IT, but not the OT, hmm. meaning that they went after the uh, you know sensitive public information, uh, names, addresses, social security numbers. Um, of course, they locked it under ransom and said, "Look, pay us five million in Bitcoin, uh, or you know, and, and your, all your files will be locked if you don't pay by X date. They'll be deleted." Um, scary and, and it's happening to a lot of companies every day and, and a lot of them don't disclose it because of reputational fear. Now, what happened at Colonial Pipeline is um, due to, I, I would say, um, you know, obviously panic, obviously fear, they shut down the OT, they shut down a different part of their pipeline, meaning that the dark side, uh, the, the villains, if you will, they never actually meant to shut it down. So it's interesting to see how these stories percolate because in examining the different layers of technology, if a cyber attacker is going after one layer, but out of fear, you switch off one that they were never going to get to, it leads to hysteria, confusion. Um, and of course, this, this, this I would say, uh, in, in the same way that, you know, the Lusitania thinking started World War One. it's it's it, the colonial pipeline being attacked is, is sort of the beginning of the new conversation around, okay, energy infrastructure is going to be targeted continuously. Now, in the wake of that, um, at the high level, uh, I would say there's been a lot of rulemaking in the right direction. So that the North American Electric Reliability Corporation, NERC, um, issued these uh, cyber critical infrastructure protection standards. Um, CISA has also um, it, it done a lot of work uh, in terms of working with, uh, for lack of better words, educators, just saying, look, like this is what you do when you see that message on your screen. This is what you do in terms of two-factor authentication. And um, the SEC, even from the financial sector, and you can see how that bleeds into the energy world too, they've announced a uh, crypto assets and cyber unit because cryptocurrency tends to be the, the lingua franca of how these hackers operate. Mm -hmm. All of this is to say that um, energy infrastructure and the, and the grid in particular um, is, is unfortunately very vulnerable to, to cyber attacks. And I think um, we're seeing, again, so many utility folks look at those topics, try and track them and stay on top of them because this is something, again, red or blue state, regardless of, of your of your um, net generation or type of energy, um, it's a threat that we all have to you know work together and collaborate on. Okay, that's true. That's true. And before we jump off, I want to give you the ability to talk to us a little bit more about some of the new features um, of the platform, some of the new uh, experiences that your utility and your public service commission customers can look forward to engaging in. And, and why are some of these features important? Absolutely. So in terms of our, our new features, we've completely uh, revamped and, and, and redesigned our fundamental search experience. So our capabilities are faster than ever. We've added more agencies than ever. We've also got something called EK Searches, which is a pre-built library. So if you log on to the platform for, again, a completely free trial for seven days, you can access its entire library of pre-built monitors, all of which enabled you to track real-time filings um, and receive those notifications. 
and you can edit them, you can tweak them, you can label them as your own, um, and so on and so forth. And basically just build up your own library in, in a very, very fast um, and easy way. We've also got uh, what's called the research hubs. So they will um, simply be pages that are labeled by industry, so an electric vehicles hub, a solar hub, a um, request for proposal hub is a brand new one we're working on, um, which aggregates all the research in one topic in one place. So you get access to the primers, the tracking tables, the, the appropriate mapper. And then one area that we're, we're rapidly developing and looking to capitalize on, it's still in beta, um, is XBRL. So XBRL, for, for, for those who don't know, is a very exciting nascent technology. Uh, FERC has been very, very public about it. Essentially, they are converting a lot of their industry standard forms to this XBRL file format in the same way that PDF or .doc or whatever is a file format. XBRL is this quantitative format. And we've been doing a lot of uh, work and research into bringing that onto the platform and excitingly rolling out that database. Um, we do, um, again, we are looking to launch that in the near future because it will be um, an absolute game changer. And um, it's, it's essentially the implementation of another database altogether. So it, more power to the customers. But um, I would highly implore any and all NARUC members, people watching this to hop onto the uh, NNL platform for a completely free trial. Um, I'm more than happy to, you know, offer my own assistance and, and uh, welcoming you on board or showing you around as well. So, um, yeah, definitely look forward to, to to seeing some of you try out the platform. Okay, okay, that was very informative, and it seems like no matter what topic someone has in this uh, utility space, they can get some information using the internal platform. Absolutely, absolutely. Again, I think. Our, our sheer scope of what we're grabbing is only getting broader. And I would say that the need for NNL, um, I've been at the company for almost three years, is, is more pronounced and sharp now more so than ever, whether it's the Biden Act, whether it's the advent of just more rulemaking, the digitization of documents, you know, on mass, uh, the, the need for the platform we're finding, we're, 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 we're getting inbound customers from so many industries which is all to all to say that it's it's uh, further informing the resources that we have because we learn from our customers and we learn from what the our utility folks in particular are searching for and tracking and that only strengthens the, the platform so it's a, it's a wonderful amicable feedback loop okay okay so i'm i'm guessing that you would urge our our members to to jump on and find out more about this platform if they think that this is something that can be of assistance to to them or their their staff absolutely and with a strong degree of confidence i'm sure it will be because if it's anything to do with the energy environment climate even if you're just curious about cybersecurity, jump on the platform and you will find there's a whole world waiting for you so yeah highly highly encourage folks to jump on the free trial and and, and uh, i'll be sure to say hi okay well thank you so much for talking to us today and again we always uh appreciate the support of of internal at our meetings thank you thank you regina thanks so much for your time and naruk's time and and we look forward to all meeting and convening soon thank you great